Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO, the show that brings you the wisest counsel and most fascinating people in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And you know it, my friend, the difference between human energy and organized human energy is a key factor in effective success or muddling failure of any enterprise. And that is the talent that Miss Lisa Orloff brings to the face of disaster. Immediately following the September 11, 2001 devastation in Manhattan, Lisa stepped in amidst the compassionate chaos, uh, and she displayed that desperately needed ability to organize all the volunteers and equipment into an effective accomplishing force. So she helped save lives and, and rebuild. In fact, she handled these efforts so ably that she uh, turned her back on a thriving fashion career and launched the World Cares Center, which trains and dispatches volunteers standing at the ready all, or all around the globe. And in fact, Lisa, uh, for her founding operations of the World Cares Center, uh, was honored on September 19th with the Prometheus Social Enterprise Award. So whether you're looking for a role model or some techniques for focusing your energies on any team in business, or you're just intrigued in the tales of one of the highest achieving social entrepreneur business leaders around, pull up your chair and join us in this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your adventures flourish. Lisa, I'm so glad that you've set the cares of the world aside for a moment and can join us uh, at uh, here in the Art of the CEO radio show. Thank you, Bart. That's quite an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's uh, all true and amazing. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the things I, I love uh, about just hearing you talk and, and the whole spirit at World Care Center is that you believe in the human spirit and the average person's ability to come forth and efficiently perform recovery. So I guess my question is, and I can, I can almost just hear this in my head, what do you say to those skeptical firefighters and other professional rescue recovery folks who say the volunteers get in the way? Hmm, it's interesting. So, you know, I certainly don't want to throw the firefighters under the bus. Um, I don't want to mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to throw the firefighters under the bus um, as huh? they are very community-minded, and I think that they understand um, how people who are not in uniform can help. And um, sure. it's also very personality and experience-driven. So if someone has never worked efficiently or effectively with community volunteers – they don't understand um, what they have to offer. And what was very, very interesting to me was that those that were most efficient and effective and worked well and were Uh able to provide a resource were considered 
as professional volunteers. They um, people would just keep on saying, and what organization do you belong with, and and which agency, and you know, it took a lot to say, you know, we're community volunteers. You know, we belong to the community. We belong to this grassroots group. Um, we're not uh, an agency that traditionally responds to disaster, but we're here in the community, and, and we work with the community every day, and we're merely applying our skills as leaders every day to this disaster, so you may need to guide us a little bit on, on what the protocols are, but in most cases, I guarantee you we're an asset. That's that's wonderful. It's early in the show, but I thank you, I, folks. I'd like you to just remember that Lisa has given a quill pen moment that is, uh, a, shall we say, a timeless truth of business and of life in that if you, A, listen, and B, step forth, with uh, a caring and professional attitude, people will respond. And I'm reminded of that great line of Xenophon says, I'm willing to follow or to lead. It's, it's a, uh, and this is what your people are. So dip your pen in the inkwell, write that down, and thank you very much, Lisa. Uh, actually, you know, we, we, uh, much of what you said is something that was exemplified in your own history. You're, you're a New Yorker. You love New York, and when 9-11 uh, hit Manhattan, like millions of people, you felt you know great urge to help the city, and uh, it was, but it was all a, a lot of urge to give, and and things were uh, well it was chaotic naturally. Uh, could you just share one instance? I, I heard you talk about. Share with us your experience of when you, as as a caring New Yorker, went to the Javits Center to volunteer. Sure. Um, so you know, like. Probably everybody listening to the show, we were watching everything unfold on TV. And I had tried sure. to go to various locations and, and volunteer, but was bounced around. And I ended up at the Jacob Javits Center. And at that time, um, Manhattan South, NYPD Manhattan South, had set up their mobile command unit. And things were just beginning to be organized. And uh, in the in the short distance, there was a card table set up with two volunteers sitting behind it, and they had flyers, and they were registering people. And there was literally a line wrapped around the Jacob Javits Center, which is, if you know the Javits Center, is a huge, right? How many blocks does that encompass? And so, you know, we had three or four, yeah. Yeah, so three think three or four city blocks in a square, and people were wrapped around the Javits Center waiting to sign their name up. And and yet there were flyers, instructional flyers, um, of, of where people could go and how people could help. And I'm like, well, why why should people wait? Let's send out that information. And, and, you know, if they were able to help and if they fit the description, they could go immediately or they could just not have to wait in line. So I walked up to the table and I said, how can I help you guys? You know, there are so many people waiting. You know, what can I do? And they turned to me and they go, no, we, we don't need anything. We got it under control. And I just, I said, that is, this, this is a little bit, I'm, I'm maybe, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not seeing what you're seeing. I'm seeing you two people and I'm seeing thousands of people waiting. You know, maybe I can just take these flyers and, and walk around the block and hand them out, which is what I did. Um, uh -huh. And that led into 
several other opportunities for me to to help out from um, from helping the Salvation Army with their their feeding truck to eventually being asked by the Jacob Javits leadership to manage the supplies that were coming, the donated supplies that were coming into the Javits Center and making sure that they got Mm. to where they needed to go. Oh, excellent. Wow. Well, you have just stepped right into... the uh, one of the aspects of the, the leadership involved the personal leadership, and my firm belief that rank leadership does not come with rank; it comes with the uh, the willingness that you just demonstrated that, uh, by your own personally, and the willingness to take charge and and get things moving. Now, I, I know that uh, you also went down to ground zero. And you did something which I think is is just common sense human, and it, it shows how things work. You did a favor for one of the supervisory men down there, and that got you a vehicle, and that sort of kicked off World Cares in, 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 in a spark, right? Yes, actually, um, the gentleman, um, Sergeant Jake Hazor from the Army National Guard, was stationed at the Jacob Javits Center, and he needed oh. um, he needed. Uh, a, a prescription filled, and at the time they were not—they had not gotten permission to leave the Javits Center. So, um, uh, I had sent one of my volunteers to retrieve that for him, and he turned to me and he said, "Lisa, um, I see that you're doing really good work, and you know what's happening in the community. Whatever you need, you let me know, and if I can do it." I will do it. And and as I warn wow. everybody, wow. don't don't say those words to me <laughs> unless you really mean them because oh, I will take it's you like up on it. Like telling a congressman that there's money on the table. My god. Exactly. Anyway, go ahead. So, um I said, well, we actually need uh, a a truck and some some people that can go down to ground zero and help us deliver these supplies because we were getting a lot of uh, people coming up and requesting them. A lot of the firefighters needed um, replacement boots and shovels and and things like that. And they were coming in and he said, give me, give me an hour. I need to put in a requisition. Give me an hour and meet me in front of the building. And um, that was the beginning of what was an extremely beneficial relationship to both the Army National Guard that was stationed at the Javits and to our our efforts as community volunteers. And we knew the community. We knew the roads that were destroyed. We knew the subway systems weren't working. We knew our our way around New York City, and and we knew a lot of the people that were helping, whereas the Army Mm. National Guard wasn't from the area, um, but they knew how to manage logistics. Right, right. Uh Uh Boy, and and that's one of the keys to to managing logistics. You've just given a great business point there, is to know who's there, is is to connect with the people who are there, live there, and and know know the uh, territory. So good for you. If you've just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time slithers across the brimful ether of cyberspace, where you may listen and download 
this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. And as an added avenue, tune in to C-Suite Radio Station. We're proud members of C-Suite. And the members of, uh, I mean, C-Suite Radio is, well, it's where you're going to get that aha moment for your business to turn it around, and that's all just a listen away. So tune in to our Art of the CEO episodes on csuiteradio.com also. Now, Lisa, let's, let's just look at uh, the, some of the WCC programs that you've set up. Uh, one of the very first things that's hit you, and I, I love this, you have a beginner's guide to volunteering for disaster relief uh, video, and it, 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 everyone who's thinking about it should see that. Uh, but you also offer the Disaster Volunteerism Academy, both in classroom and online. What is in the course, who needs it, and what am I going to gain from it? Right. So um, we have put together three levels of courses, and um, I like to do things in threes, and I'd like to know if other people do, too. It's just about what I can handle and and what I think people can focus on. Um, So number one is general awareness. What does the general population need to know? You know, knowledge is power. Uh, Disasters Dis- take away, disempower people, right? They become frightened. Right. They don't know Great what happened. They may not know how to move forward. So the first thing, what does everybody need to know? The second level, of course, is for those that think that they're going to step up and help others in disaster response and become a disaster volunteer. What do they need to know? What right. does it take to be a volunteer in flood response? Can I lift 30 pounds? Do I have asthma? Maybe I shouldn't volunteer because there may be a lot of mold associated with the cleanup work. Um, Uh, Do I want to answer phones and work with survivors? That might be an emotionally taxing job, something that I really didn't expect. So, you know, we really outline what it takes to be a disaster volunteer and some of the things you might come up against. And should you decide to move on, how do you do that? How do you build those skills pre-disaster? And then the third is leadership. So we have several courses for disaster managers on how to build resilient teams uh, how to manage them effectively, uh, and um, really continue to to build resilience within the teams that you're managing. Mm. Well, now once you've you've got the people, so, uh, you take ordinary working stiffs like me and my wife who have other jobs, and but we also may have some skill. Although my wife says I have none whatsoever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she uh, for for people who want to help in repair and recovery, and you would you organize us into the ready responders network now uh this is sort of what is the rnn and it's 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 a hub and how does it function certainly so bart we we know that you and your wife are certainly not ordinary <laughs> and you're actually a perfect <laughs> example of someone who would excel as a leader right you have you have the social capital and you have the following so you are a perfect example of someone that we would want to immediately hop on the ready responders network to join this online virtual emergency operations center and create a group and begin to communicate with other people that are responding now you know we believe that everybody has the potential to be a ready responder the ready responders mm-hmm. network is a tool where people can connect, share information about what they're doing, uh, reply to a request for help and to volunteer, and to also 
um, use a common tool that collects information about what what community needs exist down to the individual right. person in your community. And so um, you would hop on, and this data is collected, and it is for your use. So you you can use it as your own group, you know, say the Prometheus group, or you can share right. it amongst all the other members uh, on on the network. I see, I see. That's oh, it, it makes such uh, simple, elegant sense. It's wonderful. Uh, give us an example of how that worked, and say, uh, well, you were at Hurricane Sandy. Uh, you, and, and you had the teams there. How, how did it work? Uh, give me some examples of how, how, how that functioned at Sandy. Sure. So, so um, it didn't function well during Sandy, and that's why we've improved it to be, Oops. to me, modest, humble, and 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 honest. Which I'm not sure I should do. But how, how much <laughs> you do it in Dorian? Let's try that. Let's move it, up. So, <laughs> so, um, I, but but Superstorm Sandy, you know, really. Um, nailed home the need for this function, for this tool. And so what we did was our ready responders came to a physical volunteer reception center, and uh, literally hundreds in buses came, and we ran them through registration, uh, just-in-time training. We gave them personal protective equipment. We paired them in teams, and they deployed out to the community. But a lot of times people would come to us with scraps of paper with critical information. And we said, uh, this is not the way to run an operation. People are going to fall through the cracks. So we yeah. we um, have this tool, the Ready Responders Network. We have improved its functionality. And we actually began to use it during uh, Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico, where we went okay. and we worked with Universidad Metropolitano. We trained the students to uh, use the tool to go into the community to collect data as to what the survivors' needs were and then to go back and address those needs. Um, so that's just an example of how the tool is used. It's used in a multitude of ways, um, and we're constantly you know, catching up to technology and making sure that this tool is accessible uh, to all of those uh, leaders that can benefit from it. Right, right. I see. It, it just well, actually, I just hearing this, it uh, it makes me feel that my power is going to be amplified, and I'm sure many uh, of uh, many individuals hearing the show right now are feeling that same way. And so, could you give us uh, how if if I do want to step up, I do want to join, and I, I want to become a red responder? How might I learn more about it and uh, come in to join the WCC crew? Absolutely. So certainly our website, www.worldcares.org, or by giving us a call at 212-563-7570. Um, that's 212-563-7570 and www.worldcares.org. You can also poke around the Disaster Volunteerism Academy, and that is the website, uh -huh. www.disastervolunteerismacademy. Uh, Which, by the way, is broken down into three nice groups, by the way, as you said. <laughs> .org, right. And you can, you know, take the training online. Um, as far as getting involved, there's two ways to do so. You can become involved with the World Care Center team 
or you can organize your own team or you if you have your own group a lot of faith-based groups do this they already have people that oh. they they manage and they'll do drives or they'll feed the homeless or they'll do a collection so they already have a group of people that are so my proactive my church could I could gather folks from there Absolutely, and that's what we encourage, because what we are encouraging, Bart, and this is super important, we don't want you to look to deploy somewhere else. We want you to look and say, I'm living in my community. I know my community. I know Mrs. Jones is going to need this kind of help. I know Mr. Smith is going to need this kind of help. I know this is my organization, maybe it's a faith-based group, and I know that I have a kitchen where I might feed the underserved. That is my capability, and that is what I'm going to do when a disaster strikes. How do I organize my constituents to force multiply that effort that I do every day when a disaster strikes? How do I use the Ready Responders Network as a tool to coordinate that and to connect with the other resources that do exist when disasters strike. Excellent. Thank you. Boy, I'm really glad you brought that up. Uh, Lisa's going to continue to lay out uh, how World Care's readies uh, the volunteer army and how you can be part of it. Right after you and I, my friend, take this brief sorbet from today's Feast of Wisdom as we offer you a few utensils for today's feast and first utensil as i always do allow me to remind you that the good lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of chief executive officer of yourself and since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career allow me to ask will this be the day that you reach inside and find the full power of your emotional self and let it juggernaut your energy or Will you continue to see your emotions as something that must be leashed and held in check to suit somebody else's behavior models? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. Second utensil, I can sense you yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book, which I am thumbing through as we speak. Oh, oh, here, here, oh, I got right here. 50, 50, okay. This is what we're talking about. No one aspires to be a follower, but only the rare few are willing to put in the labor required to lead. So what do you think, Lisa? Does the face of disaster tend to bring out leadership within us, or is it more of a creative skill that uh, can indeed be taught to us all? (laughs) I think that it's a combination of both, and that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it takes all kinds, right, Bart? It takes people that are methodical. That's, that's and my excuse, actually, yes. <laughs> takes people that are methodical and detail-oriented and love the minutia to make sure that, you know, you got the vehicle to deliver the goods. Do you have the gas? Do you have the keys? Do you Ooh. have the directions? Yeah, Do you know where yeah. you're going? Ooh. Right? So... I think we've joked about this before. This type of uh, detail, in, in my desire to have that kind of detail, drives my husband crazy. But um, <laughs> it's much needed in disaster response, right? You you oh, just no, no. you arrive at a site and you don't have the things that you need most. You're not going to the store and picking them up immediately. Um, 
And then you need that creative person, that empathetic person, that person that's going to connect, that person that can speak on many levels um, to volunteers, to survivors, to other leadership, and maybe to people that simply um, are having a hard time understanding the intent of what you're doing. Uh, So it it, it takes all kinds of people, and that's what we believe in. And and if they are managed and grouped together properly and everyone is following the same script, then you have success. Trouble comes when you're, you're all not on the same page or what, you know, yeah. you might have that what we refer to as the lone wolf who comes in and wants to be a part of something but doesn't really want to want to be a part of something, right? They want the no, access, I, I think but it, they yeah. – the group effort is something that yeah. uh, it's uh, something of which we're all capable, but not uh, necessarily instinctive. You know, as an afterthought to that quip, I, I've always thought that they called him Alexander the Great rather than Alexander the Comfortable because he mm-hmm. stood at the head of his troops, coming up with the strategies, and he was the one taking the biggest risk. At any rate, if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of the 102 or the 101 best business quips, and you will find, well, you may just find a little wry wit seeping into your conversation that delights someone that you'd really like to seductively delight. And as a third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation that is the name of the individual who said, a bank is a place where they lend you an umbrella in fair weather and ask for it back when it begins to rain. <laughs> Those words were spoken by none other than the grumpily New England poet who recommended that we take the road less traveled, Mr. Robert Frost. Congratulations to all you winners, and stick with us because later on in the show, blurting your way, comes another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be an email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a career-igniting gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And the leadership lady who readies volunteers for disasters, Lisa Orloff, is going to explain a little bit more about the organization and prep right after I make this introduction to you of the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing. And this week, the folks at Prometheus would like would, well, they'd like to announce their Prometheus Social Enterprise Awards video. Now, those of you who were with us uh, on the eve of September 19th at Fairleigh Dickinson University's Hennessy Mansion, we celebrated the top social entrepreneurs from around the globe, and there was an air of excitement unmatched in certainly my experience. And six of the eight honorees came before the audience in what we called the Torchbearer Talks. They're amazing people telling about how to rejuvenate an entire city, uh, how to practically halt the rape and pillage of war, or rescue victims from human trafficking, whatever their uh, amazing effort. And it was an, a mag- it was an evening of great hope. And we're inviting you to share these Torchbearer Talks for free as a video. It's a video your children uh, and you will want to see. The Torchbearer Talks are yours free when you write us at info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. Carpe diem, my friend. You are indeed worth it. And now, with utensils in hand, let's return uh, back to the World Care Center. Uh, President and founder, 
Miss Lisa Orloff, uh, who is going to give her some takeaway tales for remedying disasters. Now, Lisa, I, I think the, the work is fabulous, but you talk about giving giving the volunteers what they need. WCC began as a zero-budget, all-volunteer enterprise, and you've grown explosively. You're in, I know you're working throughout 30 states, several countries. Get, how, uh, give us a, a, a picture of the current size of World Care Center, Breath and School. Yeah, well, you know, there's size and then there's size, Bart. And so uh-huh. okay. um, <laughs> we are a small team, about five of us in the office, and we have mm-hmm. literally hundreds, hundreds of volunteers um, and uh-huh. hundreds of partners. So mm. it is it is the relationships that we have and um, the network that we sustain that gives us the breadth and scope of our reach. Um, also, we've spent a lot of time leveraging technology, and that for people of our generation, Bart, is can be a bit challenging, I have to say. Truly. Um, <laughs> but yes, but um, you know our a online training. Help me out here. Yes. Um, Our online training and our ready responders uh, network um, online are tools that help us expand that reach uh, and allow us to um, empower people with the knowledge on how to respond, help, uh, and connect with others um, without having to be there. Um, So we're... uh, Kind of like the little engine that could, with a with a team of five people in the office. We have uh, a team of of trainers that we have affiliated with us, and it's really our our partnerships and and the volunteers that have volunteered both under the World Care Center umbrella, but with World Care Center as their own entity. And and I think that's critically important to reinforce here. We're not coming in and taking over the effort. We're coming in and we're standing behind your organization. You know, if you are a Boys and Girls Club, if you are a group that has been existing in your organi- in your neighborhood and in your community and people trust you, why would I come in and, and try to overpower that? No, I, I want to support that. And that's our mission is really to support local communities, hyper-local communities, and those local leaders that are doing good every day and the constituents that follow them and to make sure that they are safe and ineffective in what they do when disasters occur. I think that's wonderful that you're actually you are amplifying and making more effective natural groups that get together. It's it's very interesting in our society. We work very hard to but we've got to break apart the gangs. People who live together are naturally going to form gangs and groups. It's a question of how effective and how good you make them. And I think that this is this is one of the things that makes you so powerful is you're putting people in the right direction. What about um now the funding isn't isn't local. Your funding uh pours in a little bit from everywhere. Where does it come from? <laughs> and then how might I uh, uh uh, how might I uh, be able to make a d- donation and contribute? I love your optimism, Bart. The the fact that you said <laughs> our funding 
pours in from everywhere and oh, pours yeah. in. Is, I love that. Um, so, yes, yeah. our funding does come in from, from all around. Um, we have just had our iron skillet cook-off, which pairs five Yay. firehouse chefs with five top Manhattan chefs. And that's an annual event, so it's coming up every fall. Um, you can make Great. a donation on our website at worldcares.org, and you will see the Donate button right there. You can write a check. Um, or you can become involved in the Boots on the Ground exercise that's happening uh, April 24th and April 25th. And that's another uh, opportunity to, to donate and to actually become involved. That. Yes, you yeah. can donate to this. I went to the, the police academy thing many, many years ago as a reporter, sort of underground, and I realized how much judgment needs to be sharpened and honed on this thing. Tell us about the boots on the ground training exercise, and what are some of the simulations that you bring about? Absolutely. So the boots on the ground exercise is it's an incredible event. There is a woman, her name is Lois Clark McCoy. She has since passed, um, and she was really an incredible woman who went in San Diego and said to some of her military friends, you got all the resources. Let's leverage that and have our citizens be able to run simulations side by side so they can practice like you do. And I, I had the privilege of participating in some of her events um, and, of course, because of our affiliation with the military and now veterans um, coming and returning from their service, we oh, put course. together the boots on the ground uh, exercise and um, created a real-time disaster simulation where people can come to an open space. We've done it at Randall's Island Park for two years. Um, oh, yeah. they, they show up. And it's sparse, it's bare, it's day one. We're setting up tents, we're setting up tables, we're organizing people, and we know that the first thing that needs to happen is to go out there and help people recover from floodwaters. So this, it's a flood response. And so they are taking just-in-time training on how to muck and gut homes, they're putting on, and the proper term is donning and doffing, if you want to know, donning and doffing, personal protective equipment. <laughs> I, I love equipment. those terms. I use them all the time myself, actually. <laughs> okay. So you can don and doff your raincoat. We'll go after it. We'll scare it. Okay. So you're donning and doffing personal protective equipment, making sure that that N95 respirator fits and you have the, tr the proper equipment. And then you're actually mm -hmm. going to uh, a a um, – a, two-by-four with sheetrock-built structure that actually our, our veterans' leadership team has come in and built the day before. And you're practicing Wonderful. your muck and gut skills. Yeah, you're, yeah you've got yeah, yeah. your tools in hand. You've got your personal protective equipment on. You're sweating. You're having a hard time breathing because that respirator is new to you. And you're trying right. to apply the skills that you've just learned. Mm. And then and, after uh, all of that happens, yeah, you move yeah. on to visit the uh, FDNY station where they're going to teach you how to actually physically use a fire extinguisher. Con Edison oh, is there okay. teaching you about um, gas safety. Um, we've got therapy dogs there. We have a number of oh, different okay. partners that are coming and, and showing everybody the ecosystem that oh, 
is active when something bad happens and who's there and how you connect with them and what they do and how together do we complement each other's expertise. Oh, my gosh. That's great. That's wonderful. I, I just wonder, I mean, it's, 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 uh, the unabashed idealism is, is great, but I often wonder, I, I know these things happen. The World Care Team or one of your World Care's team arise in a disaster and i i just had this vision of governmental and organizational turf wars i mean how did you how did you did you gain acceptance uh domestically or brother <laughs> like as you, how did you gain it in haiti how did you gain it uh, haiti was easy um you really? know i have That's... yeah i mean it let me put it this way it was it was it was not it was simple but it wasn't easy so uh, yeah, there were yeah, yeah. many challenges there were many logistical challenges there was a lot of um challenges with the government um and and understanding the dynamic and how they work very differently than we work here however the haitian people are welcoming they are smart they are willing and they love to be a part of an effort that empowers them to take leadership and respect their position in their own community. And I have to tell you that we would start an activity and people would just want to be a part of it. The key component is my my Haitian team lead is a Haitian, Uh and she, Uh uh, she lost her mother during the Haitian earthquake, which is very sad, and it was a life-changing moment for her and a very brilliant woman, a leader by nature, a businesswoman by nature. And, and, and she must have made a great, a great difference, I'm sure. She made an incredible difference. And the thing that is very heartwarming to me is that we worked together for several years. They really took ownership in the program, kept it going, and then when uh, Hurricane Matthew struck Jeremy, which is on the southernmost tip of the island, I got a call from my Haitian team lead. She said, Lisa, our team is deployed. We've done exactly what we've you've told us to do. We have an account Wonderful. of the damaged areas of the hyperlocal communities, who the leaders are, what their needs are, what the most vulnerable populations are. We do need a little support in getting those resources. The first thing that we need is water filter? She gave it the ABC list, and it went from there. Gosh. She gave us the ABC list, but it was the ABC list that was vetted, and it was the ABC list that listed the most vulnerable of the populations first. And with that, we were able to bring in the resources that were needed because our partners trusted that the background work that needed to be done to ensure that the things that were needed get into the right hands was done. Excellent. I thank you for for relating it. That that's that's fabulous, and it's good to see that it it goes to show that uh, once set on the right path and trained on the right path, it does indeed go go forward. Lisa, I have just two quick uh, quick things. Uh, if someone would like you to come speak or talk to their company, uh, or um, as I say, think about being a sponsor of what you're doing. Uh, again, how might uh, give us one more? How might they get in touch with you? They can visit the website uh, www.worldcares.org or 
dare I say, on on this program, you can email me directly uh, uh-huh. at l <laughs> at l o r l o f f at worldcares dot org. So, um, and if you'd like us to come and provide training to your group, we uh, that is definitely available. Okay, and I have just one more question because we're running out of actually I, that's unfair. I've got about 50 more questions. But anyway, <laughs> we're we're running out. I've just one more question and that is are we uh you're you're centered in the East Coast, your office in Manhattan and you and you do a lot of work on the East Coast. Is uh North America's East Coast, say from New England down to South Carolina, are we ready for the next disaster? Are we is our state of readiness fairly good? Our state of readiness has improved. However, okay. we're, we're not 100% there, of course. Um, so we've improved. People have gotten the message. They know that it's not if, it's when. And um, we're all working as hard as we can and working together. I mean, 18 years ago, it was a challenge to to work together and to understand that people, you know, everyone had something to contribute. Now, uh, FEMA is espousing what they refer to as the whole of community approach to disaster response. And that means oh, if you survive a, a disaster, yeah, if you survive a disaster, you are needed to help. Mm-hmm. And so we're on Wonderful. the same page. Yeah. Oh, I, well, that's and so much of that is due to your effort at, at coordinating the people from at all levels. And I thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the show and sharing the stories and, again, giving us a little more hope. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank you, Bart. So as we round out today's Feast of Wisdom, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who was it who said, a committee is a group that keeps minutes and loses hours. <laughs> this, And as a hint as to the author of it, this American comedian was known as uncle to his fans in the early days of TV. And uh, he used to ask, uh, He would he, when he was asked if evolution evolution works he would say well if it does why do mothers still only have two hands anyway if you know the author of this quote uh write that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win a life igniting gift from the dungeons of bart's books bookstore and to be sure to tune in next uh week when Mr. Dale Caldwell, director of the Rothman Institute of Innovation and Entrepreneurship, lays out strategies for the the duly challenging enterprise of running a family business. Heaven knows every family could use this aid. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, of the 104,000 individuals earning master's degrees of business administration this year, only 4,000 will emerge bearing practical knowledge required to perform their first job. The remainder will walk out with a smug confidence that they can lick the world. And that will, in the end, prove just as valuable. (laughs) And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO radio show as much as Lisa and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say as always, It has been a privilege, and I thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.